Talk, Talk about, about a two-way twister. Shaking up the family tree with sibling synchronicity. Sister, sister, never knew how much I missed you. Now that everybody knows I ain't ever gonna let you go. Sister, sister, never knew how much I missed you. Now that everybody knows I ain't gonna let you go. Sister, sister. Um, obviously, none of us are um, siblings with sig- No, no, not at all. Um, yes. Siblings. You either love them or you hate them or you have no idea that they exist because of your parents' indiscretions. That's rude um, and offensive to me. Well, I guess to you as well. He's not an indiscretion, though, you little No, buddy. no, no. The, um, my dad was married to my step. But, um, your dad didn't even know that kid existed. I know. So, um, she was rude. I mean, your dad would have told you about him. I mean, I know about him now. I, do you like him? No. Uh, he's okay. I like his kids. There you go. They're fun. Mm-hmm. That's all that matters. I like being an aunt. Okay. Um, I don't like being a sibling. No? I wish I was an only child. Okay. I really like my siblings. Um, Two out of three isn't bad, I think. But um, if you it weren't three out of three, if I, it weren't I for like Calvin, Justin. I wouldn't have this computer set up or um, probably figure out how to record. You just say it <laughs> over and over again. You eventually like him. Yeah. Um, how, how do you like your sibling? Um, yeah, no. You don't. He's my brother. <laughs> no, no, no. He told me he didn't listen to it. He just knows that we have one and he wants to be on it to tell stories because he works in a morgue. Yeah, that that is that is oh, true. That's true. He doesn't know what the podcast is about, though. So. Oh, okay. Oh, also, uh, I'm Paul Rucker. Oh, I'm Sophie Jaramillo. I'm Natalie Cowan. This is The Body. The Blood. The Michelada. A, a podcast. podcast. I, re- I realize we forgot to do it. Um, well, we did it, and we're still only three minutes in, so that's oh, that's a good, oh, that's, that's, that's a good for us. I mean, at least we didn't remember like thirty minutes down we're, the line. We're we're doing fantastic. Mm-hmm. So proud of us, guys. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, we're we're talking siblings, notorious siblings, I guess. Um, sure. With um, crazy ass sibling stories. I don't think I have any notorious siblings. Um, do you know if Linda robbed a bank? She did not rob a bank. Are you sure? Yeah. Like, she had a whole different life in Chicago and Hawaii. You don't you don't know that side of her, maybe. No, but I mean I know a lot about her. Yeah, she would cry. Yeah. She told me once that she did cocaine off of the toilet, so <clears throat> I think she would tell me if she robbed a bank. <laughs> Maybe she'd share the money with you. Maybe buy you something nice. You know what? I don't know if she would share the money with me. Is that weird? She'd buy you a dinner. She would buy me dinner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely, if like, my that would be a sibling that she robbed a grave. bank, neither one would share. No. You know what? Calvin might buy me a soda from the liquor store. Mm. Because the guy there uh, recognizes him... Um, from his constant visits, yes. not because he's an alcoholic, because he um, likes soda, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that he gives him deals. Um, he usually will sell like one of those big ass like bottles of Coke for just a dollar to him. Oh, that's nice. Um, what the perks of being a regular at a liquor store? Yeah, I mean he's not like buying liquor. I guess they only keep track of liquor. They don't keep track of their other merchandise. Probably. That I mean, you know, my mom. Yeah. Not because my mom is an alcoholic, but because she buys a calling card there <laughs> to Guatemala. Uh-huh. So every time I go in, he's like, hey, tell your mom I say hi. And I'm like, I will not do that, but that's cool. Isn't he also Guatemalan? He's that's also why. Guatemalan. Yeah. Calvin says it's that guy who always gives him deals. The actual owner will, like, upcharge. The, uh, the owner tries to upcharge you on Arizona iced tea. Yes. And you're like, it says 99 cents on the fucking can. Mm-hmm. He always tries to upcharge you. Ew. And you know what? You should actually report him because Arizona Ice Tea keeps track of that. You know what, though? I'm mad. They have not been keeping the watermelon uh, cocktail 
in stock there mm. and I'm upset. I have to go all the way across the street to the 99 cent store to uh. get it. And it's not the cans there. It's like the bottles and it's yeah. different. It's different. It's different. It doesn't have that weird tin aftertaste. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's the thing that you crave. Mm-hmm. Because you might have an iron deficiency. I was going to say, maybe you just need iron. <laughs> maybe I do. Maybe you should lick a few cans. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ooh. Have you thought of eating paint? Uh, Lead paint? Yes, from the elementary school. <gasps> oh, my God. You know what? I used to lick walls. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You could finish it up with like um, a snack no, of the, a the popcorn ceilings walls. that are made out of asbestos. Ooh, or you can like drink their water that's just Ooh. full of copper. Ooh. <laughs> think. Um, I watched Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory one too many times and I was like, okay, one of these walls has to taste good. They did not. <laughs> did it taste like schnozberries? No, it didn't. Oh, mm. I don't know what a schnozberry tastes like. Mm. Well. Well, actually, in a future real doll novel... Um, he revealed that schnozberries are penisless. Yep. But at the time that Willy Wonka came out, it wasn't. It was just future. He retconned that shit. It was like, guess what? Those kids were licking penises. (laughs) Road Doll was a weird one. He was super weird. Willy Wonka was getting off on some weird shit. Oh, he was so He had to do something. He was just there with all those Oompa Loompas. This is really refreshing. Thank you. Please tell us about today's beverage. Oh, yeah. oh, so today is a Mandarin thyme gin and tonic. It's so good. Perfect for spring, which is just around the corner. Yes. And oranges are into season. I actually have an orange tree in my backyard, and that's where I kind of got the idea. That and yesterday we were walking around um, Smorgasbord LA, and you got the orange in thyme. That was, was like, so mm-hmm. good. It was like an orange thyme um, lemonade. It was so good. Yeah, it was really good. So I decided to add gin to it. Cheers, everyone. Um, I'm not drinking. I just had it with the tonic. It is really good. Good, delightful drink. I got um, maybe a really good serve, quality tonic for it. Maybe you could serve this at a party. You don't have to have alcohol with it. It's you good either way. Though I bet with gin, this is have a delicious. Good time. It was delicious with gin. Uh-huh. Um, it's great with gin. I'm I'm not on a no alcohol kick. I'm nearly so. done. I'm just not drinking today. You're I'm, sick because I'm gin. sick. But I'm I I did take a of sip of the gin and it was delicious. Oh my god! Guess what's back in stores, Paul? What? Summer solstice gin. <gasps> yes, I'm gonna read. It's like it never went away. Like, we went to Target last night, and we saw the shelves were full. Oh, let me get you a tissue box. Oh, that gin would have been good in this, but I think it would have made it a little too floral. Yes. I like floral, though. I mean floral. Yeah. I got, um, Five Crown tonic, and I got their cucumber tonic. And it's delicious. <sighs> delicious. It. So I do have siblings. I actually like my siblings. We all get along, hang out. We have a sibling day once a week where we watch movies together. That's a newer development, but it's it's working out. You have your 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 movie nights. Yeah, we have our movie night. We just watched um something's got to give, or is that as good as it gets. As good as it gets. Something's got to give is a movie that I keep thinking is as good as it gets. I thought that was the movie you were going to be watching when you said you were going to go see that. But now that you told me what movie it was, I'm still surprised that you watched it. Yeah. Paul, do you know what As Good As It Gets is? No. What is As Good As It Gets? Jack Nicholson. It's mm-hmm. not the one with Diane Keaton. That's what I thought it was. Mm-hmm. It's the one with Helen Hunt. Okay. He throws a dog down a trash chute. <gasps> he does. And his neighbor gets beat up and he becomes friends with his gay neighbor but he still is mean to him i don't know he's okay so jack nicholson is a terrible man and Uh linda was like you got to give people a chance and that's what the movie's about is like giving people chances does he change why he he does get better but but like why is it up to the neighbors to like keep giving him chances if he's an asshole Uh that's what I tried telling Linda. I was like, why is it up to the rest of society 
to fix Jack Nicholson. When he I understand that he has OCD and he has issues, but like, he's also a dick. Yeah. Who made fun of her dying kid, called his neighbor a fudgebacker. I didn't know what that meant. She had to explain it to me. Like recently, like like two, like three two days, days ago, days I had to explain ago. to her what that was. Like he's a horrible man. I'm sorry, I've been sheltered my entire life. Oh my god. Yeah, like he's horrible. He sounds terrible. He's mean. I'm sorry. And what the na- the community comes together to make him like they come better. together to like. I guess make him kind of a better person. He's still shitty in the end, and everyone still hates him. Oh. Except for Helen Hunt, who does... She, like, starts to date him. What's the point but, of the movie? Um, That we all have to come together and be friends, and she he ends up getting Helen Hunt in the end. But he legitimately made fun of her dying kid. So why does she like him now? So he hires a doctor to come to her house mm-hmm. to, see what's, to finally find out what's wrong with her kid. Uh-huh. And he does. And so her kid gets better. Mm-hmm. And then, like, after his So neighbor, she loves him for his money. No. She specifically tells him, like, I don't care about your money. I'm well, no, not going to sleep with you because you suck. But, like, he paid for her kid to get a doctor. I know. I know. It's about money. It's about money. Money. Same thing with the... Money. Mo money, mo problem. The, the gay neighbor. He had money, but then because he got beat up, he didn't have any health insurance, and he ended up becoming poor, mm-hmm. and he had to move in with Jack Nicholson, and that's why they become friends. Oh, God. I don't know why you would pick, like, your homophobic neighbor to, like, help you out. It's I wouldn't 90s. even. I wouldn't even ask him for help. No, I wouldn't either. I think he'd poison me or something. Exactly. He threw my dog down a trash chute. Did the dog die? No, he actually. The dog loves Jack Nicholson more than the gay neighbor. Who? Why did he throw him down the trash chute? Because he was peeing in the hallway. That's the dog. I don't know. It's lit- it happens like two minutes into the beginning of the movie. Oh my and he's God. like, fuck you, dog. <laughs> Throws his dog down a trash chute. It's, it's just supposed to be like a funny little joke. This is Linda's favorite movie. Oh, what? She loves this movie. <laughs> and again, it is not the one with Diane Keaton and Keanu Reeves. Which, okay, that movie also doesn't make sense because Diane Keaton chooses Jack Nicholson over Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves is into Diane Keaton? He's in into movie? Diane Keaton. And he's a doctor. I think Keanu Reeves would be a little bit more professional. So that's not believable. Because he's Keanu Reeves. Yeah. I don't think he's her doctor. I don't remember the last time I saw that movie. But he's into Diane Keaton. Diane Keaton's an author? And Jack Nicholson is dating her daughter. And they come to her house, and then Jack Nicholson, like, has a heart attack or something. And the daughter's like, peace out, old dude. So <laughs> Diane Keaton has to take care of him, and then they end up falling in love. Oh, God. So she bangs the guy that was banging her daughter. But before she falls in love with him, she, like, it sounds is like a John Mayer song. I hate it. It's <laughs> awful. Anyway, if any of you have any um, issues with my sister's taste in movies, um, please message me so I can show her how terrible her choices are. Thank you. I, you know well, what, what are some other movies that she likes her, so that we can I get I thought her a absolute full... favorite movie was The Fifth Element. Uh, she loves The Fifth Element. She also loves Almost Famous. That's a good movie, there. though. Yeah, yeah. Because like, she named her cat after that. Yeah. Yeah. Um... And that's See, I it. know she, she likes, watches those two on repeat. Um, something's got to give because when I went to her house, she was already watching it, oh. and so I thought I had lucked out and had missed most of the movie that we were supposed to watch. Uh-huh. But then it turned out that wasn't the movie. That you were in for a treat. Yeah. With she likes Jerry Maguire, which is also a terrible. I don't know if I've ever seen Jerry Maguire. I just know um, the cheesy lines. From it. Yeah, everyone knows the cheesy lines. Had me at hello. Min head weighs eight pounds. Show me the money. Show me the money. (laughs) 
boy from Stuart Little, Brigadier Jr., who's in both movies. He's in Ooh. the movie. He's oh, yeah. I don't know. Okay. Okay. Siblings. 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 Sibling. That's one of mine. Mm hmm. That's my favorite one. If I had. If you had to pick a sibling, it would be Ollie. It would be Ollie. He's a good sibling. He's yeah. He's a good sibling. He is. I've known your siblings for a long time, and I would also pick Ollie. I would pick Ollie. Yeah. <sighs> I have a story. Oh my God. About what? Oh my God. No. What? So I unexpected. I, I came prepared. I'm. What? I'm so I'm I'm shocked. I really am. One of us is prepared. kind of embarrassing. <laughs> um. Uh, okay, I'm gonna tell you the story about the cruel sisters. Ooh, we're all talking about sisters today. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, it just took the sisters. Oh, it's a good thing we picked sister sister. Yeah. No, it's oh, perfect. Funny. <laughs> so these are the cruel sisters of Horseshoe Creek, Missouri. Were named as such because one. It was a very, very clever play on their names by some newspaper journalist. Their names were <laughs> Beth and Mary Lou Crulet. Oh. They thought they were so clever. And two, wow. because they murdered at least six people from oh, the years a, 1885 to 1887. I would, I would say that they were cruel as well then. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Elizabeth and Mary Lou Crulet owned and operated a bed and breakfast in the very small town of Horseshoe Creek, Missouri, which was about the halfway point between Kansas City and St. Louis. You know what? From doing research from all of these, like, true crime stories, particularly with, like, women that are, like, killers, mm-hmm. um, don't trust a woman-owned bed and breakfast. No. No, yeah. So, Lorelai Gilmore? Murderer. Murderer. Yeah. Um, I don't trust it. Mm-mm. Especially if they're in, like, weird little towns that has nothing yes. else going for it. Yeah. And look at Arsenic and Old Lace. Yes. yes. another one. They just murdered... Yeah, that was actually just at the La Mirada Theater. Really? I really wanted to go oh, see it. Oh, I should have taken I, Steven. He was in that play. Well, the first and Old Lace was based on a true story. I know. And she crazy? owned a bed and breakfast, too. See? Don't trust bed and breakfasts. Yeah. Just don't. Trust no bitch. Trust no bitch. <laughs> so they served quite a few people who were traveling between the two cities, and they became very popular in the state. <gasps> I have an idea. Yeah. Open a, a bed and breakfast? Yes, but like a murder-themed one. Ooh. Ooh, and if you survive the the night, you get a continental breakfast. Yes. Um, every di- every room is going to have like a different theme for like a bed and breakfast killer. Like there's going to be, well... How many bed and breakfast killers? <laughs> what's her face? It's Well, she wasn't, she didn't own a bed and breakfast, but um, her house was turned into a bed and breakfast. Oh, um... Lizzie Borden. Lizzie oh, Borden. Yeah. I was doing like Lizzie an axe motion. That's what Lizzie Borden's house became. We should stay at her house. Let's stay at all the bed and breakfasts where people have been murdered. <laughs> they actually, most of them have be just remained bed and breakfasts I because know. people are into that kind of But we have to see if they have vegan options. You're right. Yeah. Breakfast. They just have toast. They're like, yeah, we have <laughs> vegan options. And then we just get This one, my toast. parents like to stay at. They actually asked me to go this time. It's in um, Mariposa up near uh, Yosemite. Uh-huh. Okay. And they do vegan breakfast. Oh. You but I don't know, know if I want to go up there because it's a six-hour drive. And it's middle of nowhere. I mean, we walked all around San Francisco for a cup of coffee. So I'm sure you'll do that. Well, yeah, but I like San Francisco. I don't know if I want to go up to the... Yosemite is beautiful. I know. I've been there multiple times. Yosemite is so nice. I've and been there so many times. And if you're staying at a bed and breakfast, you don't have to, like, camp. Yeah, you don't like camping. I know. But it's not... See, it's like another hour or so to Yosemite, because they're going to go like, there, and then they're going to go to Yosemite. As long as they have Wi-Fi, why not? I don't know. Because it's nature. I don't like nature. No. Nature. Sounds like a good time. Okay. I mean, I've been there. I've been to the... It's called the Restful Nest. I've been there. Was it vegan when you went the last time? Um, I don't know, because I wasn't vegan at the time. It was a very long time ago. He was anyway, a baby. You don't notice things until, like, they catch your eye, and then you're like, oh. Yeah. This thing. Isn't that weird? They probably okay. did do vegan breakfast back then, but it was probably just tofu and toast. Because that was back when there were vegan options. Anywhere. Anywhere. Basically. Um, okay. So, (laughs) (laughs) 
The two were known for their hospitality and wonderful breakfast spreads, and they were even featured in an article in the Kansas City Star, which was a newspaper, in 1885. The bed and breakfast was opened in 1879 when the sisters inherited a large house from their parents. Their parents had died suddenly from pneumonia and left oh, behind no. a hefty fortune. However, the majority of their fortune was donated to the city of Horseshoe Creek. Why? For, like, restoration. I guess because the parents lived there. But they donated it? They, it wasn't, like, part of... The, it wasn't stipulated in the will? No, it was in the will. No, the sisters didn't donate it. The parents did. Oh, okay. So yeah, they that's why. The sisters only got the house. Okay. That's why they opened the bed and breakfast. So they were left the house. Um, but before opening the bed and breakfast, uh, they were 32 and 34, the two sisters. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had never worked a day in their life. Because their parents owned a coal mine, which is where their money came from. So they were rich, basically. Uh, okay, so they... But years before their parents' death, the mine was shut down after a series of accidents led to worker unrest, strikes, and bad publicity. Okay. Everything seemed to be normal in these sisters' lives until a fateful day in August of 18... Are you okay over there? Are you okay? Out of the corner of my eye, and I was like, what's happening? It's a a fucking balloon floating. In August of 1885... A man who was never uh, actually identified checked into the sisters' bed and breakfast. Reports claim he might have been traveling to Kansas to seek work, but all they uh, said for certain was that he checked in and he never checked out. The same type of report was repeated over the next two years. Four other men would check into the bed and breakfast and they would never be heard of again. They were all drifters with no family. Um, no one came looking for them. They are wondering, like, oh, how... How did they find out about these people? Um, well, I was just thinking, like, what made them all of a sudden start killing people? So, like, I'll why? get into that. Um, if, I mean, if they had a successful bed and breakfast, why? So, this kept going until May of 1887. A man by the name of William Woodward checked into the bed and breakfast. Mm-hmm. He told the sisters that he was traveling to St. Louis for work, uh-huh. but he had no family, no wife, no children. He was alone. I don't know. There's people, a lot of information to give a stranger. I mean, think about how much information people give us at work. That's fair. In literal 15-second conversations. That's fair. I had a woman once tell me her entire affair, and well, not her affair, about how her husband cheated on her. She even showed me pictures of the woman. I had, just the other day... The day after Valentine's Day, we had a lady that told me, I was like, oh, how was your Valentine's Day? She was like, it was great. I had a threesome. <laughs> and I was like, good for you. Live your life. See? Like, do what you got. People love telling people things. That's true. It's crazy. I mean, I wouldn't tell someone I was traveling alone, but I'm a woman. That's true. This is a man, And though. I know, but these are also girls, so maybe that would trick me into telling them. Mm. Oh, yeah. Like, You're right. Because girls are trusting of other girls. And they're so nice. They're offering Did you Did they only house. ever kill men? Yeah. But again, I don't know what that means. It's the 1800s. You wouldn't travel alone as a woman anyway. That yeah. is true. It was weird if you did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, he told them that he was basically alone. No family. The sisters thought they had found their perfect victim. Mm-hmm. But William had actually lied to them. He was actually traveling to St. Louis for work. But he was going there to meet a young woman who he was having an affair with. He told the sisters he had no family or wife because he was trying to hide this information. After his... In case his wife came asking the random... I guess. I don't know, but men are weird. Yeah, men are... So after William's disappearance, his wife reported him missing and his mistress reported him missing because he never arrived at her house. Investigators followed the trail, which led them to the Crulet sisters' bed and breakfast. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, because it's basically on the trail from his house to where he was going. It didn't. So it didn't take much for the sisters to confess to not only the murder of William, but the other five men. Basically, when they were pushed for any information, they just gave it up. They were like, yeah, we killed him. And then they were like, oh, by the way, um, follow us. And they led the police. Our Instagram is. <laughs> they led the police into the woods behind the house where they were like, here are the six graves. You're welcome. Um, oh my 
they were taken into custody, and when they were asked why they murdered all these men, their reason, uh, oh, first, how they murdered them. Poison. They poisoned them. Ladies, way to kill. So mm-hmm. every night they Especially would. Especially out of bed and breakfast. Yes. But, see, it was every night they would send Unless up. Unless you're Lizzie Borden, you smash them. You in. hash them. You hack them to death. Mm-hmm. They would but send see, up. But she wasn't like a serial killer. No. No, no. That was, that was definitely. That it was multiple people, serial though. Killing. Unless you're like the axe man. So every night they would send the guests up to their beds with uh, bottles of chilled water. And they laced them with some type of poison. And just like, here you go. They had chilled water. Enjoy. I know they were a nice bed and breakfast. Remember I told you they were, I mean, they they had, were in the Kansas n- newsletter. I don't know. They were in the Kansas City Star. Uh, they probably had an ice box. They had to have had an ice box. There's no way yeah, they like, didn't have an ice if box. If they're such a nice... So, okay, tell me why they're murdering people. So, when asked why, both sisters testified that they had become bored with everyday life and need something mm-hmm. to add variety. Okay. Yeah, I could see that happening. Same. Same. That's literally it. They That's said that they were bored. I'm so bored with my life. Hey, click. What, what's her sister's name? Mary Lou. Mary Lou, I'm so bored. You want to kill the next guy that comes in? Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's see if we can get away with it. I mean, it happens, I guess. Wasn't that also the plot of Arsenic and Old Lace, though? Oh, no, they were doing them a favor, huh? Because they were, like, old sad men. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know in the real story, um, she would basically have them sign their, like... Yeah. their wills to her and then she would kill them so at least they got something out of it so that was all about these two they were just murdering just yeah. because um so both beth and mary lou were institutionalized in a mental facility where they spent the rest of their lives uh in 1908 I think that's what happened in our snake and old place too they were got sent to a mental institution i, think so. I don't remember at the crazy. end i think they were maybe that's who it's based off of is these sisters Maybe. No. It's not. Well, okay. <laughs> I didn't know that, but... It's, um... That what? coloring book that you got me, the one with the female serial killers, the uh-huh, first page is that the lady who inspired Arsenic and... I feel like something happens with the nephew at the end. Like, the police try to pin it on him. Well, remember they're like... And then they're like... It's the other... They pin it on the other nephew. The like crazy the one? The one, one who yeah. thinks that he's, um... He's Roosevelt? Yeah. So, and oh, then, so maybe they don't go to prison. Because I know the the nep- the other nephew is like, oh no, what if it's genetic? And then he finds out he's adopted. Uh-oh. Oh, and yeah. He's like, thank the Lord. So, uh, they spent the rest of their lives there. In 1908, they both died on the same day at the ages of 61 and 63. Were they oh, at the same sweet. institution? I think so. Oh, we're born in 1908. Do you think? Oh my god! <laughs> I hope not. That would be amazing. Oh yeah. Oh. That mine aren't murderers. Mm. Oh. That you know of. That's true. That I know of. They just weren't caught. And that's mm. my story. I like that story. Thank you. I'm gonna I look up the ending of Arsenic and Old Lace. If I just got bored, like, what if I just started knitting? I don't know. I feel like that's a thing, Isn't though. It hard to run a bed and breakfast. Like I, if it's successful? I guess. Even in the 1800s? I think especially in the 1800s. You think? Yeah. How high were standards back then, like, for breakfast? Like, if you just, like, throw out some food and people were like, oh, my God. I when can't. did breakfast become a big thing? Because wasn't breakfast not even, like, it was just, like, cereal or, like, oats for until, like, the 70s? Until, like, uh, a breakfast cereal until the, company? Until the pork board. The pork board. I thought it was a yeah. breakfast cereal company that came out with the campaign. Well, maybe for like sugary cereals, but for like big breakfasts that you need to eat all the time, like where they that said was that breakfast is they're the... trying to get people to buy bacon because mm. no one would buy bacon. <coughs> the most important meal of the day. Mm-hmm. Bacon. 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 up the ending of arsenic and old lace. <laughs> I have some sisters. 1908. 1908. 1908. So mine are the Hilton sisters. Um, not of... Paris. Not Paris or Nicole. Not of the Hollywood... Was it Holiday Inn? 
Hilton. The um, hotel franchises. They're not franchises. Can you own a Hilton? Um, Can I just buy it and maybe. Like, have Maybe. I think Hilton? so, because they have the different like tiers of Hilton, don't they? They have like well, the Hilton hotels. Like, and then they have like, isn't it like Doubletree by Hilton? And then yeah. they have like the Hilton Express. And I've I've seen, I think I stayed at a Hilton Express and it was shitty. So I'm pretty sure that they can't well, it's be. It's not owned by, by the Hiltons anymore, right? They someone else owns it. I have no idea. Like a corporation I don't think the probably don't own it anymore. They, I think when Hot Rod Hilton died, they stopped owning it. I am getting off topic. Um, so my story is about Daisy and Violet Hilton. They were born February fifth, nineteen oh eight, uh, to Kate Skinner was a barmaid um an unmarried barmaid everyone yeah really bad so at the end of arsenic and old lace <laughs> um mortimer which is the nephew convinces his aunts um and the crazy nephew to go to happy dale which is i guess like kind of like an old folks home for them to go stay oh it's a sanitarium and they agree to go um, and then the very last scene is them at Happy Dale with the the owner, the I director. guess, the director, who's a, a lonely old man, and they offer him a glass of elderberry wine. So they murder him, too. It's kind of similar to the story you were telling. Kind of. Although, they didn't murder the... um officers well he would have known by then been like don't drink it right would it well yeah i guess if they went involuntarily no one knew that they were serving spiked wine yeah for the hilton sisters Hi, everyone paul is very ill he's dying um they were born to kate skinner an unmarried barmaid they were conjoined twins, so they were conjoined at the hip. Mm. They um, had separate pelvises, but they were just, like, fused. Right. And then they had separate organs and everything, but they shared a blood supply. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. So at the time, they couldn't be separated because we just didn't have the technology mm-hmm. to save either one. Like, if they had cut into these kids, they, they would have bled out died. and died. Um, Kate, their mom thought that they were a punishment from God for being a loose woman. Lucy, and now she was... With conjoined twins. With conjoined twins. That's how God punishes mm-hmm. you. That's how God punishes you, by punishing children. Yeah. Makes perfect sense. He's a vengeful God. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. He reigns from heaven above. <laughs> With wisdom, power, and love, our God is an awesome God. That's an actual song. <laughs> I know, that's where I got that from. I know. Um, it just all came flooding back to me, memories <laughs> of high school. <laughs> um, so, Kate Skinner had a boss whose name was Mary Hilton. She owned the bar that Kate worked at. Where she was a flussy. Where she was a flussy. Anyway, um, so Mary... Saw the conjoined daughters and was like, I'm going to adopt them. Daisy and Violet, you are now Hilton's. Congratulations. Um, which you would think like, oh, what a nice boss adopting those kids. No, she was a fucking bitch. This lady saw these babies and she was like, dollar signs, money, money, y'all. So she set up a room above the bar where you could go and you, for a fee, you could go and look at these conjoined children and like poke them and see like, are they really conjoined or did you tie some babies together? <laughs> What's the story, Mary? I tied babies together. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like fishing around. Yeah. Uh, They're just duct taped. <laughs> and so actually, um, Daisy and Violet, one of their earliest memories or some of their earliest memories are them being like poked and prodded by strangers Aww. like lifting up their dress seeing like are you actually connected to each other what's going on their lives as children sucked um and then when people lost interest at the bar mary was like we got to do something my cash cows are not producing much 
So she taught them like tap dancing and singing and then took them on a European tour. Like, come look at these freak babies and they'll dance for you. Dance, yeah. freak babies, dance. What a piece of shit. I know, she sucked. And then um, when that stopped being popular in 1916, she brought them to America because here we had freak shows. Good point. Yeah. Um, so she was making money that way. And um, they got kind of popular. They actually ended up in the Bob Hope USO tour. And um, in 1926, they were doing that. At the height of their popularity, they were making $5,000 a week. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool, right? None of it went to them. Yeah, I figured. It all went to Mary. And when Mary died, her son-in-law took over as their managers. And again, they got nothing. Wait, wait, wait. Son-in-law? So, like... She had her own daughter. Yeah, she had her own kid um, that she loved and didn't treat like garbage. Okay. And so... I mean, everything sucked. Everything sucked so far. Yeah. Everything sucked so far. Um, and then in 1931, they were doing the um, freak show circuit and everything, and they made a friend. And that friend's name was Harry Houdini. Okay. And, yeah. Houdini was like, guys, um, y'all are getting played. You need to get out of the situation. Here's a lawyer friend I know. Do these motherfuckers. And that's exactly what they did. So they sued their brother-in-law, and they actually gained rights. So they were able to take care of themselves, and they got $100,000 out of it. Wow. Yes. So then they... Yeah, now they have their own freedom. They're doing their own thing. They're kind of famous. They did the vaudeville scene, because at this point, like, um, movies are coming out. Right before Judy. This is like in the same time Judy Foster would have been coming out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, so they got into the vaudeville scene and they also got into like burlesque dancing. Look at me. Are we conjoined or is it fish wired? Um, but by the mid 30s, no one was really interested anymore. They'd all seen them. it. Yeah. I mean, it's cool. Been there, done play. that. The clarinet, one of them can play the saxophone. Mm-hmm. That's fun and all. No one cares anymore because now we have movies with uh, sound in them. I want real stories, y'all. Not this um, fake bullshit of conjoined twins. Yeah, I want to see some real freaks. Like. They should have become movie stars. They should have been movie stars. They were in the movie Freaks. Oh. Have you seen that one? It's about no. circus performers that like riot. Really good. Um, it was not super well received when it came out. Mm-hmm. People were like, "This is ridiculous! This is like they thought that they were like taking advantage of circus performance." Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of has a cult classic. Ne- it's like feeling now, like a lot of people are into it. Um, they're also obviously the um, inspiration for American Horror Story. Those twins, because they were like singing and. Um, so after vaudeville lost its, uh, its, uh, appeal and people stopped really caring about them, they really were struggling and they ended up going around the country, like doing like signing tours and pictures and stuff like that. And they weren't making much, but they were getting by. And that was up into like the early sixties. And in 1961, they ended up in Charlotte, North Carolina. And it was there that their manager was like, you know what, I'm over this, and bailed and left them there without a penny to their name and no way to leave Charlotte, North Carolina. They were stuck. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, so far, this has been a terrible, sad story. Yes. Sorry, Hilton sisters, <laughs> your life sucked. <laughs> um, so in Charlotte... There was a church that took them in, and this church actually gave them housing, so they had their own little house and helped them get jobs at a at a grocery store nearby, mm-hmm. and they were cashiers. And this was actually, if you talk to them, this was like the happiest time of their life, because they finally had friends, and they finally had their own money that they could manage, and they didn't have to worry about where they were going to sleep the next day. Like, for these years that they were in North Carolina, they were finally happy. And then one day... um. 
they got sent home early from work because Daisy wasn't feeling good. Mm-hmm. She got Hong Kong flu, which sounds really racist. I don't know what it is, but I'm sure it's like coronavirus or like a regular flu instead of, you know, being healthy. And so they went home and sadly Daisy died died from the Hong Kong flu, but Violet did not. It's so weird that one would have it and the other one wouldn't, especially since they share a blood system. Yeah. Isn't that weird? I think Violet got it, but it didn't affect her as much as Uh it affected Daisy, which again, doesn't, I don't know how like that. I mean, I guess if they have separate organs, that means that they. That's fair. Did have separate organs. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe Daisy's organs were weaker. Um, so when Daisy died, they asked, they told Violet, like, okay, well, let's separate you guys so that you don't have to die from this because, you know, you have a dead person attached to you. Yeah. You're swapping blood with dead people. <laughs> and Violet said no. She would not get separated from her sister, Daisy. She had been with her this long. She would be with her till the end. And three days later, Violet died. And they were buried together in North Carolina. How old were they? They were, that's a great question. 60. I just want to know if they were like, if she was super young. They were 61. Okay. I mean, not super old, but for that point, for that time, I guess that's kind of old. Isn't well, considering weird? that they were conjoined twins, that's amazing. Yeah. Well, they were the first conjoined twins uh, that made it past infancy. Oh. Yeah. That's weird. Beth was 61 when she died. They were 61 and 63. Spirit. I have a story. Ooh. Does it take place in 1908? Um, Does it take place no. in 1969? Um, no. Did they get to see the moon landing, or did they die before that? When did the moon? No, they died before that because Aww. they died in uh, they died in January. Oh, January fourth, like right at the beginning. That's sad. They didn't get to experience the moon landing, the so, internet. I mean, good for them. They didn't have to experience the internet. <laughs> That's true. That would have been confusing, I think. Also, they would have had to live like forty more years. <laughs> no, the internet was invented in 1969. Oh, but, but like not for use. Yeah, not for public use. No one would have known. They it was for government known. use. I'm going to talk about some French sisters. Ooh. They aren't twins, though, so. Well, um, Paul's weren't twins. Oh, yeah, that's true. Like mm. Paul's sisters. Ooh. Mine weren't murderers. I think mine were just sweet old ladies. Mm-hmm. So, uh, this place, uh, this place, this takes place in Le Mans, France. Um... And who are we talking about? We're talking about Christine Papin and Leah Papin. Um, Christine was the oldest. Well, actually, there was three sisters. It was Amelia, Christine, and Leah. Amelia, um, she she did, she wasn't part of what happened with Christine and Leah. Mm-hmm. Um, she became a nun before all of this took place. She was like, peace out, fuckers. Basically, because... Um, I love Jesus now. Their uh, mom was a horrible person. Their dad was a horrible person. Um, their mom was a flussy. Ooh, lots of flussies this episode. Yes. Uh, it really takes a toll on you when your mom's a whore and you become a murderer. Her name was mm-hmm. Clement. Was hers a uh, mom's a whore? No. No. Yeah, yeah so... um. When she first got pregnant with of. Amelia, um, she um, might have actually um, had uh, conceived this child with her boss and not her husband. Oh, okay. So that there was already that going for them. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, he he, um, he was an alcoholic, but also he was a pedophile. He ended up... The dad or the boss? The dad. Okay. He ended up raping the first one, and when um, the mom found out, she was like, "You know what? I don't want I don't want some other girl stealing my man 
You are gonna oh. go live with nuns. So this was oh, so Christine? No, the, no this, like, the this is Amelia, the oldest. Okay. And she was like, you know what? I'm overwhelmed. I'm just gonna send all of my kids away. So Amelia and Christine were sent to live with the nuns as punishment for what happened. Leia was sent to live with the great uncle. So for being Already raped, terrible. they were then punished. Yeah, because she's like, nobody's going to be stealing my man. Mom's a horrible person. So Amelia, um, they, oh, yeah. they, 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 um, they thought the convent was going to be like tough on them and like be a bit more brutal than living with a relative. But actually, they found, like, structure in all of that, and they were happier that there. That sense for nuns. Because, um, you know, their home life wasn't great. No, their home life sounds... So, like, the nuns, life. this was, like, relief for them. When Amelia was old enough, she became a nun. And Christine was gonna follow suit. But Clemence was like, no, 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 that was not part of the plan. Once you were old enough, you were gonna go to work and give me your money. So, um, she's... As soon as Amelia told her she became a nun and took the vow and everything, mm-hmm. she heard about it. She took Christine out of the convent and sent her to work as a live-in maid. Okay. For, like, um, middle-class people. Because, um, I guess the nuns, they basically teach you how to do chores. Yeah, that makes sense for nuns. And, um, so Christine was working as a live-in maid. Her mom made her, like, um, bounce around from job to job because she was often not happy with the amount of pay Christine was getting. She was never satisfied. But, like, she always collected her paycheck for her. Um, Leia, once she was deemed old enough, was also sent to work. But, um, she was a little slower than Christine. Because, I mean, granted, she didn't have, like, the same structure like she did in, um... The convent. The nunneries. The nunnery. Um, and, um, so Leia was a little slower. People weren't as impressed with her, but, you know, she was, she was a good girl. It was fine. I mean, she was working. What do they want? Yeah. So, eventually, Christine ends up working for this one family. Let me see what their name is. That important. The Obamas. (laughs) The Obamas. The Obama. No, I hope not. <laughs> the Reagans. Yes. Okay. Actually, so they worked the for the uh, Lancelin family, who were a well-to-do family. Um, they had two adult daughters. One was already often married, and the other, Genevieve, lived at home with uh, Mr. and Mrs. Uh, Lancelin. So Christine ended up working for the Lancelins, and they were very impressed with her work. And she was getting paid very well. Like, her mom was cool with the amount that she was getting paid. And so um, Christine eventually, like, convinced them to hire her sister Leia to work as a, um, uh, what do they call it, a chambermaid for them. Okay. Because, um, you know... Their mom wasn't happy with the amount of pay she was getting elsewhere. Where? What is the mom doing? Like that she can complain about this. She's floozing around with somebody. I don't know. I don't know what she did. It didn't say. She's like you gotta pay for my mercury because <laughs> yeah. I have syphilis. So both the girls they're working for the Lancelin family. Mm-hmm. Um, even though they didn't grow up together, they kind of started bonding because they're now living together and they yeah. have the same living quarters. And they were very much, like, partners in crime. Yeah. Eventually becoming partners in crime. Um, But they uh, started kind of seeing Mrs. Lancelin as kind of a mother figure. Like, she didn't, like, dote on them necessarily, but she... But she was nicer than their shitty mom? Yeah. She was much nicer to them than their own mother... She was even, like, saying, hey, your mother is taking advantage of you. You keep your wages. You save that money. Yeah. I'm going to tell your mother what's what. And you know what she did? Mrs. Lancelin, like, stood up for them, and they were finally, they cut off their mom. Good. Fuck that lady. Because they were, sick. I mean, they were living maids, so they didn't have to, like, mm-hmm. live with her any now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and not like it their was mom great. was doing anything for them. Like, to the point where, like, they even had, like, a nickname for Mrs. Lancelin. Like, I think they called her Mamin. Like, a, kind of like a nickname for mom. 
and they considered their mom Mama? that woman. <laughs> That's literally what multiple documentaries that I watched on YouTube said was they just called her that woman. Well, I would too. Like if my mom had never been my mom. Yeah. And that stole my mom. Anyways, as Mrs. Lancelin got older, she kind of became a little more of a hard ass. It it was the menopause. It does that to you. Mm-hmm. Like one time, Leia, um, she had been cleaning her like li- the Mrs. Lancelin's uh, living quarters, and she had missed like a speck of paper that was on the floor. Mm-hmm. And Mrs. Lancelin was pissed. She was like. Pinching Leia really, really hard made her kneel on the ground to pick up that piece of paper as she was pinching her. Like, it was, it was insane. Yeah. So Leia, she went, fuck this lady. Yeah, fuck this lady. She went and told Christine, like, the next time she does something like that, I'm going to snap. I'm going to fight back. I ain't going to take that shit. I don't need to take that shit. Not from nobody. And Christine is like, yeah, that's right. We, we're going we're gonna to fight back because we don't deserve that kind of treatment. Not even from Mrs. Lancelin. Mamo. Mama. Mamin. Mamin. I don't know what they call it. It's something in French. Mama. Mama. Yo, mama. <laughs> so, um, one evening, the Lancelins were expected to go to a fancy dinner with um, Mr. Lancelin's boss. And it was supposed to be Mr. and Mrs. Lancelin and Genevieve were supposed to meet this guy for their dinner. And um, before um, the dinner, they had been out shopping. And when they came back, the power in the house was off. This was like the 1930s, by the way. Yeah. Um, I guess what had happened was Christine had been ironing a shirt and um, the house short-circuited. That often happened. It, like it actually happened. It had a lamp on at the same time, so yeah. the whole power grid exploded. They had um, already experienced like a power outage earlier in the week, and that day the power had just gone back on, so they were pissed. Mm-hmm. So Mrs. Lancelin, she was like, I ain't gonna take this shit. Like, you two need to fucking figure out what the fuck you're doing because, like, this is this is not gonna fly. And then she basically just started yelling at both Christine and Leah. And Christine was like, you know what, lady? Fuck you. She grabs a pewter jug and starts bashing Mrs. Uh, Lancelin over the head with it. And... Then she's like, you know what, Christine to Leah, she was like, hey, you know what, we're not taking this anymore. And she's bashing Mrs. Lancelin on the head. fuck this lady. And then Leah's like, you know what, you're right. And then she starts bashing in uh, Genevieve's head with something. Okay. I was going to ask, where are the other people that live in this house? uh, Mr. Lancelin was out. He was out for work. Mm Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, I think it was just them two being their mates because they're middle class. They don't have, like, a full staff. Mm -hmm. And so they completely plummet these women to death. Um, They gouged out both of their eyes. Fuck. Um, I believe it... They had a little bit of pent-up anger. They had a lot of (laughs) pent-up anger. Just a little. Genevieve had been on her period... Oh. oh, well, that'll do it. Um, and so they started, they took out this cookbook with a bunch of recipes in it, and they started to prepare the bodies in the same way as this rabbit dish that they found in the book. And they started basting, like, basically basting both women in Genevieve's menstrual blood. Like, this was a fucking brutal-ass killing. Where did they even come up with this... These ideas. They both fucking snapped. Anyways, um, power's still off. Eventually, they're like, this is too much work. And they kind of cleaned themselves off and went to bed. And But they locked up the house. Sir Lancelin comes back. He notices that the house is locked up. It's all dark except for, like, one candle lit in the uh, living quarters of the maids up on, like, the top floor. So he's just like, okay, um, maybe they went out to that dinner. I'm going to go meet them. Gets there. They're not there. So he's really confused. So he asked his boss to come back with him to the house to see what's up. 
They couldn't get into the house because it was locked up. So they called the police. They eventually have um, a police officer scale a wall to get into the house somehow, I guess, through a window. Mm -hmm. And um, he has like a flashlight sort of thing. And the first thing he sees when he starts to go up like their stairs is he finds an eyeball of one of them. And so they get what the- a terrible maid one of them was. They, I'm glad that she got yelled at. They yeah, left the, the eyeballs yeah. on the stairs. So um, the police are more police are called in, of course. Like oh, um, uh, so they're thinking because the house is quiet, everything is dark, that the maids must have been killed as well. But mm-hmm. um, their living quarters is locked up, and they they're not hearing anything. So they get a locksmith to come. Of course, they kind of hidden the bodies already. Anyways, they break into the room, and there are Christine and Leia, just in uh, bathrobes, like hugging each other in the same bed. And they're like, "What? What's happening? What? What happened?" They're, they weren't expecting to find living people in that room. Mm-hmm. Um. And they basically confessed because um, next to the candle that they had lit in their room, they also had a hammer, which was covered in blood and brain matter. Okay. And they're just like, okay, so we snapped. That's what happened. My bad. Um, and Christine was like, yeah, I fucking killed Mrs. Lancelin. And Leo's like, yeah, I killed Genevieve. Like, Okay. I mean, they didn't really need any evidence other than their confession. I mean, they have a hammer covered in yeah, brain and an eyeball. It was so all there for Indian? them. And basically, they explained, like, they were upset with what happened, and they took out everything on them. Anyways, it, this hits the papers, and um, the country of France is, like, actually feeling sorry for these women. To the point where, like, the surrealists of the time were like, this is, honestly, this is class uh, warfare. This is um, what happens when there's such a discrepancy between our class levels. And... Eat the rich, y'all. Basically. Like, I think even, like, people like Simone de Beauvier was, like... Yeah, these girls, they don't deserve death. They were just, you know, fighting for their rights and shit. Mm -hmm. Anyway, it kind of... They were trying to play into that these women were made insane by their situation in life. Yeah. They didn't buy that because, um... Well, basically, they just seemed very calculating about how it went down. Though they didn't ever mention, like, they even were, like, prepping them to cook them in a specific manner. It was just, like, Christine kind of had, like, this plan and made Leia go and do this. Yeah. Um, they... What... I believe it was something like a... There's, like, this thing that they call, like, couple psychosis, where doesn't necessarily need to be a romantic couple it could just be like friends they're just so in t- well in tune with each other but also like they've voided out like the, the background of the rest of the world where they're just like in their own heads and paranoid basically thinking that everybody is out to just get them that's what it's gonna be when sophie and i finally snap yeah we're gonna kill you paul <laughs> <laughs> makes sense yeah and, um, so they decided Leia really had nothing to do with it. She was kind of controlled by Christine's paranoia. Mm-hmm. So Leia was basically put to work for 10 years, hard labor. And then, um, Christine, Christine got the death sentence and she was supposed to be set to be killed by guillotine. Eventually she got a stay of execution and was, um put into a mental hospital for the rest of her life where she died 40s when she died and Leia lived until okay there's like a weird discrepancy there is a photo of her that's like from the 80s so they think she might have died in the 80s but other sources say she died in like 2002 oh but um yeah she just basically 
ended up, I think, being like a live-in maid for the rest of her life, but like she worked with like an aunt. However, there are some um, sources that claim that the two sisters, um, not only were they like sisters, but they might have been incestuous lovers because they had this weird thing where on their free time, they'd like to go to this um, fortune teller and they were under the belief that um, because the fortune teller told them in a past life, they had been a uh, uh, husband and wife. Apparently, this kind of came to light when during their court hearings, when Christine and Leia were finally put together because they were separated like immediately. Um, Christine tried to undress um, Leia right in front of everybody and was just like, please let me. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, so that that was weird. And yeah, they were freaks. That was really weird. Um, but about the guillotine. The last time they used it was in France was in 1977. I knew Ooh. it wasn't until like the 70s. Yeah, yeah they the same year Star Wars came out. Brutal, man. But yeah, that was the story <laughs> of the Papin sisters. Oh my god, did you hear the latest news on Drew Carey? What? <laughs> well, this um, happened this morning. Like breaking news: um, his ex-fiance uh-huh. was found murdered in the Hollywood Hills. Like there's oh a homicide God. detective, yeah, basically undergoing, and their E News is reporting that he broke his silence on the case. That's going on. Um, please remember that me, uh, my our friend Desi, and her boyfriend Greg are going to be making an appearance on The Price is Right on February 26th. Oh, yeah. We're tying. Yeah. <laughs> so check that out. <laughs> we met Drew Carey before this awful thing happened. Before his ex-wife was brutally murdered. Um, what did we talk about last week? Deadly duos. Deadly duos. It was Valentine's Valentine. Day. That was a long-ass episode. Um, I commend you if you listen to the whole thing in one sitting. Because it was long. It was like an hour and 20 minutes. It was long. Um, I talked about the Lonely Hearts Killers. That was a true story. Um, those were their last words. Um, they they loved each other. <coughs> Aww. Murder. 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 So cute. Oh my god, adore- they killed a baby. They did. Oh, mine killed a baby too. Oh, mine, mine killed many a... children. Were they true stories? Jasmine and Jeremy. Um, it was true. Oh, okay. So he, those kids did die. He was actually a three hundred year old um, wolf man. Uh huh. Mm hmm. And that baby did die. She stabbed her, her little, little brother. brother to death. Ugh. All true. Um, mine was also very true. Hmm. Baby Mine death. was the more killings, and it was awful, and they got to this pleasure from murdering children. Wonderful. Love is a hell of a thing, guys. Baby murder. Makes you murder babies. If you fall in love, you're going to murder babies. Mm-hmm. That's what we all took away from this. That is the um, moral of the story. I think the moral of today's episode, um, sisters are bad. Being in pairs. Unless you're a conjoined twin. Is a terrible thing. Everyone else is bad. And then everyone else Ooh, is bad. Ooh, that's why thruples need to be more of an accepted thing. Because mm. two people are just crazy together. That's Three. True. At least there's some balance. Um, this has been Sophie Haramio for Polygamy. Polygamy. The Mormons had it right. Let's all move to Utah and become sister wives. No, Utah's boring. I don't want to. I know it's really boring, but that's where all the Mormons are. I mean, we might have to go to Salt Lake. Can no. we go to St. George? No. Uh, no, we have to be close to the temple. But St. George is only an hour outside of Vegas. Oh, but if we if we become Mormon, we can't gamble. We also can't drink. Wait, are we becoming Mormon or are we just going to be close to Mormons? Um, we'll become sister wives. We have to be oh. Mormon. Yeah, we have to convert. Well, then we have to be Latter-day Saints. Can't yeah. we? Can't we? Um, uh, then we have to like, move in the mountains or something, like away from everyone else. Because a lot of these saints are Mormons. Can we just start our own religion? 
Yeah, they are. I think that you only need like seven biggest. people to start a religion. If you would like to be the four other people we need to start a religion, um, please um, message us at um, BB Michelada on Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, and um, Patreon. Oh, Podbean. But but if you want to message us on Facebook, we are the body, the blood, the Michelada there. We also have a website now, which... um, um, it just has links to it our just has links media. to our social None media work yet. I still <laughs> it's I still haven't made the website but I, I was working on it but it looks ugly so I it's stopped. okay because you um, started to die that's true so. I mean you're fine um if you would like uh, to send us any um, topic ideas recipes for Natalie if you would just like to you want to try this recipe? Please say you listen to us. And I think it's like delicious. It. I we thought would this appreciate was that. Really Ooh. A big hit. Please remember to share our podcast with your friends and family that you think would like it. Yes. Um. Make sure to also share it with the friends of and family you think would absolutely hate it. Oh, yes. and uh, rate us on iTunes. We would love that. Please leave or us a Apple review. Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. Send us a message. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Send me a picture of you drinking my drink. That would be fun. Ooh, Ooh yeah. You can send us nudes if you want. Yeah, send us mm-hmm. nudes. Um, what? Ooh, um, send us digital tips if you think we're worthy of it on Patreon. Ooh, send us tips. Tips. Paul's tips. birthday's coming up. My birthday's coming Paul's up. Paul's birthday's coming up on the same day that I'm gonna be on The Price is Right. February 26th. Woo! Will, will I win money? Will I not? Will I even be called on down? Who knows? We don't know what's gonna happen because we can't reveal it until the 26th. All right. Happy birthday, Paul. Everyone in the audience dies. (laughs) The gas chamber. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I got dark.